Hey there out there. You are deeply tuned in right now, man, to the Real People Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Ginsberg. If it's your first time tuning in, welcome. This is another Folks in the City episode where I have one of my friends on to just talk about nothing in particular, whatever pops into our head, trying to make some jokes and relax. My guest today is Max Dorfman, who previously has done a regular interview. My first episode was Max Dorfman. We talked about the creative writing process. You can go back to episode one and listen to that one if you'd like, if you haven't heard him yet. But this one is just us talking about whatever. So welcome, Max. If you're a returning listener to the Real People podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, hopefully you'll be glad to hear Max again. So what's my 30-second deep thought this week? Well, I guess it's, it's winter now. Uh, as I predicted, the weather went from 300 degrees to negative 300 degrees. As I predicted a few weeks ago on the podcast, there's only two seasons. Season A, a gazillion degrees, and season B, very cold, with a brief intermission of kind of nice in between. So we had those days. I hope everybody got out there and absorbed the foliage during the uh, couple nice days that we had, because now we're in for rain and cold and darkness Leading up to the election on Tuesday. That's right, the election's on Tuesday. Oh, my God. And because the weather changed, I just have a cough. I don't have COVID. I actually took a COVID test, and I'm clean. But I just feel like when the weather changes from cold, from hot to cold, I, I instantly just get a cough that I have till Now I have this till February or March. I'm like a cat or a dog. A dog, a dog woofs. A cat meows. And I just cough while it's cold. I don't know why exactly. Maybe it has something to do with all the black and milds I smoked when I was 15, but... Got the permanent cough. Got the election coming up. Uh, my 30-second deep thought is like, look, let's all get out and vote. Obviously, we probably already have most of us uh, and, and hope for the best. I mean, like, I don't know. You want my predictions? <laughs> what are my predictions? Here they are. Prediction one, uh, Biden wins an overwhelming majority, including in the Electoral College, and the Republicans want to dump him. So they say goodbye. Uh, Biden becomes the president. Somehow we get Trump out of the office, even though he's saying he'll never leave. And for the next four years... We don't have to think about Donald Trump until something horrible happens and he comes back or his son runs or the Republicans run Tucker Carlson. Prediction B, uh, Biden wins by overwhelming majority. He wins the Electoral College. Trump says it's rigged. Republican governors agree that it's rigged. They open up fake committees and fake investigations. Uh, They talk about Hunter Biden a lot. Uh, The whole thing gets screwed up. Trump declares he's going to be president for life. This was not the most important election of our lifetime. 2016 was, and we blew it. So those are the two possible outcomes. I'm hoping for the best. Let's get this thing off the ground. As I mentioned, my guest today is Max Dorfman. Max is a writer in New York City. He's been on the show before, so listen to the first episode to hear all that all that stuff talking about him. Today, we just caught up about what's going on in our lives. We talked about Halloween a little bit. We talked about animal consciousness and ancient aliens, some of my favorite topics. So he came on for a Folks in the City episode just to BS, blow off some steam before the election, and I appreciated it. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing again, Max Dorfman. <laughs> Halloween person, yeah. so it's not, I have to think about it. So I'm probably not. <laughs> yeah, you're not. If you if you were a Halloween guy, your reaction to that question would have been like, "I do a costume every year." Well, you know what? I I, I watch <laughs> scary movies. <laughs> I so the world uh, is scary enough. So so last year, uh, D and I uh, 
dressed up for the first time, I think, in the entirety of our relationship. And we've been together for six years. Wow. So a pretty bad track record on that matter. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah you're not a Halloween guy. Yeah. I mean, she likes it. And she was always like, I want to dress girl. up. I want to dress up. And I was like, I want to do anything. No. And I will explain why I'm like that. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I want to know. <laughs> uh, but we 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 dressed up as uh, Spock and Uhura last year. Okay, I don't even know who that is from Star Trek. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, got it, got it. And I, I can't even really do the the live long and prosper thing, unfortunately. <laughs> I I've never seen an episode of Star Trek, so I'm not sure I know. Oh, uh, Star Trek is pretty solid. The original yeah. Star Trek is solid. It's very campy, but it's solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, like good lessons. I loved Halloween when I was a kid. Okay. And. Uh, we used to go out and cause like a lot of trouble. Right. It was a lot of fun. Right. right, right. Um, Mischief night, all that. Oh yeah, it was a yeah. lot of fun. Like I'd always have like stink bombs. And yeah. Throw them at the girls. Be like, ah, <laughs> you smell bad. <laughs> They're like, so- wow, <laughs> wow. Are you, you guys still are never poor? gonna have girlfriends. <laughs> That's so cool. You guys are really, really cool. I, mean, I was pretty young. I was pretty yeah, young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I got away with it, which is fun. Anyway, right, of course. Uh, <laughs> that's your version of that's my version. stink bombs at the girls. <laughs> oh, my God. We used to, you know, we used to do the whole, like, little kid ringing doorbells and teepeeing and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, When I was a real young kid, like, 13, you know, male boys just fucking love that. I mean, that's, yeah, that's. That's uh, I th- I feel like that's you got to do that, especially if you live in like the suburbs. Yeah, yeah like yeah. it's it's just it's a necessary part of it. It's Some a, kids would go hard; they'd have like paintball guns. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a it was a, a big part of suburban life was dealing with that. It was the kids versus the neighborhood for like one night only. For one night only, and it's a really it's only. a very New Jersey New York thing. It never really used to happen. When I would tell other people when I lived in California, no one even knew what I was talking about. I was like, yeah, the night before Halloween, all the kids battle the adults, and because uh, my dad used to yeah. be like, it's mischief night, like. I'm sitting on the front lawn in a, in a, in a, in <laughs> oh, a was, chair. That's even more intense than what we had for the most part. Holy yeah, no, shit. It was, yeah. it was serious business. Like, if you didn't protect your house, you were guaranteed to get something fucked up on your house. Because there was many factions of kids out committing mischief, you know? Oh, man. And, like, yeah. So, if like, my dad would be like, I'm going to sit on the front lawn. I'm going to wait. And he would sit there with, like, a carton of eggs. And yeah. like, if a kid comes over here, I'm going to egg him back. Oh, you know? <laughs> I think we had that for a few years, and I think it it, it it like was a thing, and then it stopped being a thing at a certain point. Yeah, but like when those years as kids, and I feel bad for for kids these days. Yeah, uh, well, you because can't do anything like because that they anymore. can't do shit like that. I mean, my whole thing, the reason I I think that's one of the reasons that honestly I'm not a Halloween person anymore is because yeah. I'm like you, like you know like it was a lot of fun as a kid, and like you know if you go to a party now, I'm like it's okay. Like right. I mean, I like parties, uh, but is a Halloween party really anything? That's my whole th- – well, my yeah. whole thing is we can't do that anymore, like wear costumes and stuff unless we were to have kids. Right. Okay, like we're guys in our 30s. Like, oh, wow, I'm supposed to dress up like uh, the guy from Up or something like that. Like, who cares? You know, like I don't have a kid. If I had a kid, I'd be doing it for the kid. I'm not going to do it. I, I have no girlfriend. I'm not going to add <laughs> – I'm not going to add like me dressing up like a fucking wizard to my repertoire of things that that that, that, that like summarize who I am as a guy in his 30s. Oh, my 30s. God. That's so So I don't funny. celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean and that's kind of how I feel about it or how I felt about it for a while. Dee was super into it. I think, I think uh, you know, she didn't have those Halloween experiences growing up. Yeah. So I feel like – and even though I didn't – I mean I wish I had had more years of them. Like, you yeah. know, I got a couple years and then 9-11 and people stopped doing it, whatever. Yeah. Uh, which kind of sucks, but you know, it's yeah, that was a tricky time because it was, was like a it could time. be Twix, could be Anthrax. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not sure. That's very, very true. 
very true. Um, but like, you know, I, we have no way of knowing. We the have difference. no way of knowing what this is. Is this, is this a missile? But we got a trick or treat, right? right? We you got know, a trick or treat. Why would we not do that? Even though we, some of it might be anthrax. It's okay. Uh, no, it's so yeah. I mean, I, I think that that kind of like you know, it's you don't. You know, you get older, you're like, eh, I don't know what to do anymore. It's yeah. like exactly. So anyway, but you did, had a kid we, though, you know exactly what to do. Exactly. Um, but I do. I feel. I feel bad that the kids won't get that experience. I also know that one. <laughs> that one year, actually. Oh, this is such a bad story. Oh, let's hear it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was like I think it was. I think it was the Halloween after 9-11 so like there were a couple years after that like we tried to do stuff but then nobody would go out whatever it was weird right um and uh but no i think it was i think it was uh october 31st 2001 where we tr like our parents it was me and a friend of mine our parents wouldn't let us go too far right away from the house and so we ended up just fucking up the end of my driveway <laughs> <laughs> Because we were so bad, and my parents were so pissed at me. They were like, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> because I remember my friend's mom and his <laughs> uncle came to pick him up at the end of the night. I don't know. It wasn't that late because it was, you know, yeah. we were kids, and it was 9-11. Right. And, <laughs> and his uncle, his uncle, who was, like, this very, like, smarmy British guy, not, like, not like, like fancy. It was, like, a smarmy British guy. He was like, he's like, oh, it looks like someone tagged you real good. <laughs> My dad was like, what? And he, the guy was like, yeah, I really got you. And it was your own, his own son. <laughs> his own son. He was like, Max. That's, that's bold, man. That's I mean, it. I was, I, you know. And he turns and looks at the camera. <laughs> Max. <laughs> dad, I'm going out for trick-or-treating. You, you just see him walk out on the front lawn and start smashing everything. Oh that's our boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the spirit of Halloween Stacked in him. Back to breaking boy. shit as a kid, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but it was, it was the, the funniest part. Was so my dad was like, You're gonna have to clean this shit up, like just yeah. clean it up. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> you my... suck. I hate living under these rules. <laughs> <laughs> but I was pissed because my friend had done a lot of the damage and yeah. he obviously didn't have to clean it up, right? Right, right, which well, is fine. Well, that's the yeah, best I mean, part of being the friend when the worst yeah, stuff then, happens. Yes, and I, so then I was like, In retrospect, did this motherfucker trick me? Yeah, anyway. Um, so uh, I ended up cleaning it up as best that I could, but like it was October, it wasn't raining a lot, yeah. so they, that shit was visible for months. months yeah. And I would go out to pick up the bus in the morning. And I would Your just... dad would be like, "Hey Max, just remember, like we hate you." <laughs> that was every morning. <laughs> Have a great every, day, son. You get a little note in your lunchbox with your mom. Max, we hate you, mom. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, no, but it's totally true. And I'd have to look at all these like marks on the driveway and be like, oh, I'm still so ashamed of myself. Yeah, we've we've all been there, man. So no, the, I, I the kids who, who yeah. fucked up their own house were the best. I you know, my friend Shivam R.I.P., you know, he he actually passed away this year, but uh this would be a fun memory to remember him. He was always scared to do something like mischief, you know. He was uh he would do it if you dared him though, and if you bet him and stuff, yeah. he would get involved. I just remember one year, like, we were walking past his house, and there was a couple pumpkins, his own house. Yeah. And there was a couple pumpkins on the front lawn. We were like, yo, Shiv, smash your own pumpkins. And he was like, I open the show. <laughs> I'll just never forget the image of, his, of him just smashing the his own, his pumpkin own pumpkins. His own, yeah, on his own lawn. Oh, yeah. And his mom opened the door and was like, Shiva! <laughs> Screaming at him. You know, those are the memories that are irreplaceable. Man, man, after after uh, yeah. my own mold, yeah, own, yeah, 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 I was yeah. like, yeah, that's something I would have done. That, too. That's yeah. that's 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 Halloween to me is dealing with that kind of shit. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. never really a big costume guy, not a big candy guy. 
So it was never really my yeah. and the macabre's not really my thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I you know it's uh, I'm. Are you like a scary movie person? No. See, they don't scare me. Right. They're just kind of creepy. Right. I don't, I don't want that. I don't, I don't have need dreams that. about them. I just kind of I'm like, this is not that enjoyable. Right. The sensation of being like, okay, if you think about your brain, right? The fear. Yeah. What's the fear center? The uh, you know, whatever. The uh, hypothalamus. I forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't need to. I don't need to know that. Like, I don't need to experience that. It doesn't bring me any. I don't need that. It's got to be really good for me to enjoy it. Do you, you ever see uh, Midsummer? No. See, okay. So I, only, I know Midsummer's Night's Dream, the Shakespeare play about no, the fairies. No, Midsummer. Midsummer is like a super fucked up cult movie. Yes, yeah, that doesn't interest me. Oh, see, like see, murder and scary. St- it's just not my thing. It's got if it's really good, I like it. There's there's one movie that uh, that I saw with D that uh, it's um, it's called The Witch. Okay, and it's like about like like colonial America. And, like, sure, of course. A witch, Very scary like, time a, in American like, history. You know, this like weird like. Like weird things, magical things start happening to this family, mm. and then people start dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, I was like, I don't enjoy, like. Generally, I don't enjoy it. But the, the, what was <laughs> what was enjoyable in the movie was this: was that uh, there's one scene where a bird starts picking at one of the women's nipple. Okay, which is like one of the most horrifying scenes I've it ever sounds seen. Sounds horrible. Yeah. And I was like, it's just, I was like, this is just uncomfortable, and I right. don't like it. Uh, but in the middle of the movie, D just goes, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> purpose of those movies was, and everybody started laughing and i was like oh my god okay. dude that, that's what that, that right there's exactly why i think people watch those movies. it's like that's what it means like to watch a scary movie you're watching it with somebody and then the whole time they're like ew like, <laughs> like, oh. but isn't it funny that it's like it's it's like the funny like the only thing that i enjoyed about that movie was that funny moment otherwise yeah, exactly. i was like otherwise, i don't know like, and like i said i can process that it's not really happening that it's a movie so i'm not like this is like I, I'm not the kind of person that sees something like that and then I'm like in my house like locking the doors extra and stuff like that. Like it doesn't, it doesn't seep into my reality. Where's the shotgun. Yeah, exactly. I'm not like that. But like I am like just kind of like I, I don't get why we're doing this, why we're watching this, why we're taking this in. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's just it's just not like how I could. It's want like a it. sour candy experience. Exactly. Which I hate. That's oh really? I don't like sour candy. Yeah. So that that's that's right. Like a warhead. Remember, like, fourth grade when everybody was fucking with warheads? Like, it was like I do kind of like sour candy, I'm going to be honest yeah, with you. No, I'm so a weird person. You like sour candy? You know, I like— Generally don't like horror movies. Do, and I generally. generally don't like horror movies. No, I, and I don't like horror movies, You period. just explicitly don't like horror movies. I don't. I it's like, not a genre I, I like. Really, I think if it's really well done, it can be really good. I think Midsummer was great, but then it's also, like, there are scenes in that movie that I was just like— this is. Ooh, I was just ah, like, yeah, like damn. horrible, horrible, yeah. horrible. Well, yeah. exactly. It was like I don't know. The world's scary enough, man. <laughs> by, the, by the time this podcast come out, it'll it'll be Monday. Yeah. Uh, the election will be tomorrow. Yeah. And think about that. How scary that is to say the election will be tomorrow. Uh, and then by the time most people listen to this, because I I don't get most of the de- fresh downloads from these on Mondays. It happens yeah. like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Okay. The election will be over. To me, that's scary enough. Like I don't. That's why when I watch Netflix, I like to watch, uh, you know, the alien stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. I've seen every episode of Ancient Aliens four hundred times. Yeah. I I think that's the most cutting edge, <laughs> robust body of work that we have on the subject that exists. Oh my god. You know, then that now that's a fucking documentary. <laughs> oh my god. No, th- th- there's there's so much content in that. I uh, it's it's it's. Oh yeah, it's all B-roll. It's just. But I'm like, I'm like, but what do you but like? You can't even do anything with it. It's just so perfect as is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, Ancient Aliens. Look, obviously, it's like ostensibly pretty stupid. 
and uh, they repeat themselves a lot. They make gross generalizations that are unprovable. Right. Like, you know, they'll show, like, a rock, and they'll be like, I mean, could it be a regular rock, or could it be an alien <laughs> rock? You know? And then, like, their experts, like, of course, look like insane people. Yeah. So they're like, I'm an, I'm an ancient alien expert. <laughs> I've been studying this. Stuff. I wrote 40 books that nobody's read. I've never sold one copy. You know, I'm an expert. I have, I have an, uh, an ancient aliens analyst name. What it's is, just gonna be called Esperanto. Esper, that's pretty good. He's gonna be he's gonna be like he's gonna he's gonna have like the Matrix glasses. Yeah, and like you know when I'm not like, doing like, jujitsu, like a tweed like jacket, <laughs> like a tweed jacket. And he'd be like, yeah, when look, I'm not doing jujitsu, I investigate alien species. Look at the skies, and I think deeply about existence. Try to get to the bottom of the mystery. I'm either a great alien <laughs> investigator or I'm just a really really creepy man who <laughs> masturbates in public places see my favorite kind of alien investigator if i were to make an alien guy i like that they all seem to have accents from like a nondescript like i can't tell what country they're from is it european is it from the, so they're always just like kind of like like the male ones are always yeah. like, like big bulky and they're just kind of like if you think about an alien <laughs> if you think about what they were doing you know, they're, they're in the sky and the ancient people were drawing images of them and everybody saw it. You know, I'm just like, this guy's making a lot of sense. You, That's- you, 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 know, you know how I found out this was a thing? Actually, it was uh, my grandmother. Yeah. My grandmother was so... Uh, Max, she was, so aliens! I-, <laughs> I saw one coming home one Sunday no, from church in Greenville I, in 1937. I, I shit you not, my old Jewish grandmother, Nana. Yeah. We called her Nana. Right. Uh, at and she had dementia. Sure. And so she was just watching TV a lot all day. Yeah. And like she, it wasn't it wasn't that progressed at this point, but she was like a little weird. Yeah. Sure. And uh, we're we're at like it was like Thanksgiving dinner. Okay. Love these kind of stories. And she was just like. Or it was that or Passover. I don't know. It yeah. It's very similar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she different was a, food. She, different food. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe not. You're maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Leftover. But she's, she, she turns, she turns around and she's like, she's like, you know, she's, she was like blind. She's like, she's like chewing her chicken bone. She's like four eleven and like 90 pounds. Yeah. Uh, BDE rest in peace, Nana. Uh, yeah, yeah. but you know, one of the greats, one of the greats, <laughs> the woman who served shrimp wrapped with, uh, with bacon at, uh, break Seder, oh. uh, breaking the, breaking the fast, Jeez. sorry, not break Seder, breaking the fast, uh, break Seder, uh, <laughs> break Seder. Seder. I don't know. That was the most Jewish thing I've ever heard somebody say. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what'd you have for break Seder? <laughs> I mean, I mean break breakfast. Seder. <laughs> It was break fast. I don't know why I said break. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. Passover. Anyway. All right. All right. Wait, we get it. Just, you, you, we, you, for some reason, you can't I can differentiate Passover and Thanksgiving. <laughs> I just <laughs> all the Jewish things. Thanksgiving's not a Yom Jewish Yom Kippur, holiday. Rosh Hashanah, Passover, <laughs> Thanksgiving. Got it. That's yeah. a Jewish thing, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's like chewing her chicken bone, and she's like, did you know that the aliens built <laughs> the, the pyramids? <laughs> And we're all like, my brother's there, and he's like, kind of laughing to himself. He's like, okay, Nana. Yeah. And uh, my, it's it's like, yeah, I think it was it was it was yeah, it was me, my brother, my sister-in-law, my parents, and my and my my grandmother. Wow. And she's like, she's like, she's like, and my dad's like, okay, okay, Lucille, okay, Lucille. My mom's like, my mom's like, <laughs> no, really, she's like, they she's don't like, really oh, know okay, how they mom. were built. Okay, mom. <laughs> and then and my and my my grandmother's like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> they were built by the aliens. I've been watching the History Channel. Oh, she saw ancient aliens. Oh, she saw ancient aliens. And this oh, nice sh- man, Georgie Suclo. <laughs> told me. She was a big fan. She talked about it for about thirty minutes. I would have liked. I would have liked hanging out with your grandma. I think. I think we would have got along great. 
I would be like, everybody shut up and listen to grandma. She's telling the fucking oh truth, man. God. She's telling the truth. That's right. Oh my god, she was go to Peru. So into <laughs> the it. Nazca lines, grandma. <laughs> she, was, she, she was like, she's like, I one of the man in the episode said that, uh, you know, in the times of the Bible. She yeah. wasn't even religious. She'd be like, she'd be like, was I don't... it really a prophet that they were seeing? <laughs> or was it something more extraterrestrial? <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. Yeah, she was she was so into it. Oh. And I was like, I was like, Nana doesn't remember anything about the last 90 years of her life. Yeah. But the <laughs> shit she does know about is is <laughs> ancient aliens. Yeah, it seems deep, man. That shit wakes you up when you when you get turned on, man. You go all the way in. You go you go deep into ancient aliens. I, I hiked Machu Picchu in 2015. I was in Peru and the whole, I think I probably oh, made nice. more ancient alien jokes on that trip than anybody's ever made in the history of ancient alien jokes. I I must have stopped at every thing that we saw that was a tourist attraction and made an ancient alien joke. Did you go with a group? No, I went with my friend Jerry. Oh yeah, back then, uh, I, me and Jerry used to travel together a lot. I don't oh, know if cool, you ever cool. met him. He's like one of my best no, friends. Good guy. Sure. Yeah. Um, still to this day, I would say we're probably best friends. And uh, he, uh, we used to do this thing when we were younger, where we would just go travel together. We went to Paris a few times. We went to Peru together. One time, we drove up to like Montreal. Okay. And uh, yeah, we had like a style where we would go. We would do like all the touristy stuff, and then we would uh, you know drink hundreds and hundreds of beers. That was like what we. Would, that's cool. That's, that's how cool. we used to travel. Um, but anyway, when we were in Peru, man, yeah, I wanted to go to the Nazca line. So, like, all the ancient alien stuff, that's, like, primarily what I wanted to do. I mean, I'm not I, – listen, I'm not I'm just taking this to the next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I can appreciate a good grandma believing story. No, but – no, but, I, I mean, listen, I'm not opposed to the idea that ancient aliens had participation in these sure. actions. Right. No. I'm not opposed to that idea. I think – you know, I think it's, I think it's foolish uh, to be dismissive of ideas like that just because – there's no definitive proof that they were actually able to construct a lot of these structures. Like, like, right. the, you know, the Easter Island, I was looking at this the yesterday. Easter Island, great the example. Easter Island statues. Yeah. Like, like, come on. Like, I don't know what the fuck was going on there. No, nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what's it going could, on It could there. have been aliens. It could have been ancient civilizations that existed that were advanced before the current, you know, spectrum of civilizations. Yeah. Like, I'm totally like, and, and I, I guess my problem is like when people are like, that's stupid. I'm like, you know, that there's lots of evidence that, contradicts the basic things that were taught yeah and you know that like just being alive is kind of stupid so it's like (laughs) anything is possible (laughs) like i don't know that's like i i've always felt that way it's like i i always hate when people are like oh it's so ridiculous that there was ancient aliens or that there are aliens or that you know like i don't know that this kind of thing happened it's like dude like our whole existence like so what we're supposed to just eat that like there's like all these unknowns and we're we're just spinning on a rock that's flying through space with no explanation but that's a normal that's a totally that's a a totally normal and 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 a unique understanding like come on we have consciousness like we're we're just we're just aware yeah we just know shit is going on we're aware of our own death yeah I mean, but it's not possible that there was some intervention that went the pit with so, the aliens. So, so, so I, I, I'm, I, hundred percent agree with that. I also think it's, well, I think it's interesting, uh, and I'm not like, I, don't, I shouldn't have to preface it like this. I'm not no. like some crazy like it doesn't matter animal rights vegan person or anything like that. Right. But I, but I really. Uh, which They're coming makes, for your cheeseburgers. Which, which actually makes me sound like a way worse person based on what I'm about to say. Okay. Uh, but I think a lot of animals have much more conscience than we oh, give them sure. credit for. For sure. Um, for so sure. now I sound like a terrible person. I'm like, by the way, no, I no, don't abstain I, from eating meat. I wrestle but, I wrestle with this all the time. It doesn't make you a terrible person. Like, some I wish are, I could abstain from eating meat because I, I know the power of animals. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, like, I mean, even simply having my cat, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, you, which you see her here. I had never had 
um, a pet before. So I grew up, you know, without any animals, no yeah. exposure. My parents were like anti-animal, kind of like psychotic about it. Like they were like, I'd be like, Mom, can I have a dog? She's like, Who's gonna clean it? Like, <laughs> shit and piss everywhere. And my dad be like, No reason for a pet. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. You know, take care of a stupid dumb animal. Can't even think. Can't even talk. What's the purpose of that? You know, like he like they they really. This is how they talked about it. My that's mom a be like, super oh, Jewish oh, perspective. Oh yeah, yeah. Like why do we take care of this? You know, what yeah, I mean? that's, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's gonna like? Um, and they just didn't understand it. So when I got the cat for the first time, like g- bonding with an animal right. changed my. I mean, really changed my brain. Like, yeah. like a realizing like her level of consciousness sure, yeah. that we could communicate in yeah. some ways. Yeah. Um, and then like just realizing that kind of like creatures have awareness. Maybe it's not the same awareness as us, but there is awareness. Made me like be like, I don't want to eat creatures. Like it is, it is kind of yeah. sad, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, I love tacos, so I do wrestle. I I uh, I, I wrestle I with these guys. I get you. I you know I, I and I, uh, you know I think different. Like I don't know. I've I was at a uh, this summer camp program one time, yeah, and they had they had cows on it, and I never really like I'd seen cows before, never really interacted with a cow before, yeah, but they're like super dumb, <laughs> <laughs> like like yeah. I'm gonna be hey, honest, stupid cow, like and then there were chickens there mean too, they should die. and I was like I was like no, I agree. Listen, it doesn't mean they should die. I'm right. not advocating for that, but yeah. like like I don't know, like. I just feel less bad eating a cow uh-huh. than I than you I, do another like yeah. a dog. Like I could never eat a dog. They're I so could cute never and... eat a cat. It's not even just that they're cute. Like yeah. I like they have like personalities and I think they like they like really know like they're very I think they're very conscious and aware animals. Yeah. Like, we don't understand the way that they engage with the world because we're not them, right? Or we don't try. To or we don't try level. to be on their level. But yeah. it's like, hey, listen, like they can be super smart and super conscious and super aware of things. Yeah. But then also have just like a very different way of interacting with the world. It's like elephants, man. Elephants are geniuses. I know they can paint. You ever seen the painting elephants? It's crazy, yeah. man. But like, just because they have a different way of interacting with the world doesn't mean that like somehow they're not intelligent or aware of no, what's happening. No, totally right. It's that separateness between us and the animals that like you start to reduce when you get to know an animal. Like, not to make it overly serious, but like I, I took two lessons away from having an animal that I had never had even considered before. Sure. Lesson one is it really gave me the skills to listen in a way that I was unable wow, to before. What a great point. I dude, because I can't communicate. I can't say. I, when I first got her, she would like cry or something, and, and I would literally look at her and go, "What's what's wrong?" Like, you, you know what I mean? What the, I would go, "What's wrong?" Uh, and and it, I really realized that I had to just listen at all times to yeah. really understand. And then I got to know her through listening, and I developed that as a skill. And also, like I don't know, like you ever like um, this is gonna sound so lame, but I'm just gonna proudly say I'm gonna no, go. go I'm gonna it. go through with this story. I want to hear your second point too, the, though. It's, no, this uh, it's it's this is the second. point. Oh, this is the second yeah, point. yeah, okay, it's yeah, like. Yeah. I, when I first adopted my cat, I was kind of in a, like a darker place than I'm in now. Okay. I was feeling kind of alone and a little lost, and I, I wasn't feeling like um, like a ton of love in yeah. my life, right? That's how yeah. I would describe it. And when I took the cat home, the first time that she, like, laid on my um, – like, like, bonded in a sense where she was, like, rubbing on me and then, like, laying on my lap, mm-hmm. and I could tell she was, like, in love – like she was happy to be with me. Right. Yeah. I just exploded into tears because I felt. Oh wow. I felt a, a connection. Like I was like, wow. I like a similar connection when you hug or love a friend. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, this is. And there was trip. I was like, this is trippy. I'm tripping right now. Like this yeah. is bugging. Um, but th- I don't know. So that experience with animals toppled with. I was in Iceland and there was wild horses. Have right. you ever experienced a, a horse before? Like a wild horse? I don't think so, dude. I had heard that they have like some kind of healing powers and stuff like that. Yeah. Like. 
they they do this thing where they bring like drug addicts sometimes to like talk to horses to like get some sort of PTSD yeah. cure and something like that. I was in Iceland and there was wild horses on the side of the road and me and my friend Brett pulled over and started just like fucking with them and talking to them and stuff. Yeah. And I had this felt this moment of like a deep and sincere and genuine and the cat, connection. The, the cat just walked over to you. I know. Because she knows I'm talking about, about her. her. I know. Yeah, anyway, sorry. Finish the Isn't story. Is that strange? No. It's, but that's what I mean about yeah. the level of consciousness. I realize that they, like, they know. You know what I mean? Sorry, you, you finished the story about the... No, I just I horses. felt a deep connection with a horse. I'm just saying. So I think that they're all operating on some level yeah. like that. So even yeah. a stupid cow, I think in some way, we just don't understand them. So it, yeah, it's it's tough. It's it's tough with the food thing. My whole thing with the food thing is like if we had a better system for managing it, then maybe you know it wouldn't have to be so horrific. Um, in general, yeah. The, the problem is the systems. I, I yeah, but also you know, and and I think I I think there is a way. I think there is a way to consume animals and be ethical about it i think the way we do it now is not right and exactly it lacks ethics it's, it lacks a lot of ethics and that's a huge issue of it like like i think yeah i think it's i think eating chicken and 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 beef uh is fine yeah i think we have to do it ethically because these are living things right you know it's like you have to be i mean people used to talk about saving the trees that's being that's ethical treatment towards trees right it's like we need these products from trees mm -hmm. but also we have to make sure that they're sustainable we have to make sure that trees exist we have to respect their existence yeah 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 but I mean, like for some reason now like trees get more respect than animals do in some I ways feel like i think the earth gets no respect no respect <laughs> like, it gets no respect <laughs> It gets no respect. And then you're wiping out the trees. I, I said, hey, what happened to the forest? They said, the forest is gone. It's a Walmart now. I guess the earth gets no respect. The earth became Rodney Dangerfield this year. You know what I mean? I, basically, yeah. That's, no, that's, that's, a, that's pretty, that's pretty a, much what that's happened. That's a great way of thinking about it, though. That's a great way of thinking about it. And they brought it. me a cage full of beautiful... Uh, <laughs> no respect. No respect. Beautiful chickens. I never saw uh. those beautiful chickens. I said, hey, what happened to those beautiful chickens? They said, yeah, you're eating them. <laughs> you're eating them, pal. You get no respect. Oh, my God. Earth gets no respect. Yeah, no, but you're you're 100% right. I mean, it's it's um it's it's just it's just yeah i mean i feel like i feel like if more people had i don't know i feel like i it's so weird it's, it's different for different people but like the fact that you had that experience with with your cat yeah and the fact that like you know i uh i was going through some health stuff and uh and i was staying at home uh with my family for like a, for like on and off for pretty extended periods of time in my early twenties, yeah, and um like late teens, early twenties, um, which I guess it's not that weird, but like you yeah. know because of the health stuff, it's yeah. like you know it's a little different. Um, and the dog was just like I remember feeling like 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 literally like I was like dying. Yeah, and I remember uh she's old now, she's like fourteen years old, but my dog Izzy climbed on top of me, like I was like yeah like going through shock and just like laid there. And I was like, whoa. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, know, it's, that's like, that's like a real, that's like a real experience, you know? And, and I feel like, I feel like people, people don't want to recognize that, that you can have these kind of, you know, connections. It's not, again, it's not a person, Yeah. but it's not supposed to be a person. No, it's, it's, it, that's the thing is like, we all, we were so, we're so, it's so ingrained in us to view the world in separateness. Like we're separate from everything else that grows and lives on the earth, right? But we're just not separate from it. I just realized yeah. that like it's all kind of working together. That's something that I have just become evident to me as I've gotten older. Yeah. So the more I participate in that, like the better I feel as like a person in relation to the rest of the world. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, you know, and I, and it's it's 
I, I wish more people would be open to thinking about things that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, but, especially in the U.S. right now, I feel like people are very closed off to that idea. <laughs> yeah, which is like totally understandable. I'm like, I'm like, we're like in a terrible situation. Well, the U.S. Situation. is closed off to every, you know, we're right. we're, we're, we're done. We're we're in a terrible situation right now. But you know, I think one of the big things for me through this pandemic um, has has been, you know, kind of letting go a little bit about the idea that there is so much separateness yeah and that's hard sometimes because you you know i feel like we all want to be like i'm such an individual and i have every unique quality in the world and it's like you can have variations of certain personality traits of certain ways of thinking about things and it doesn't it's not a it's not a detraction from you if you because people are so obsessed with this individuality now it's not a distraction that you know um you share something with somebody else and it's not going to look exactly alike but even if it's similar to the point where you're like holy shit maybe some like cosmic thing kind of brought this idea into our heads in the same way like that's cool. Like, why should that be something that we go like, well, now I'm not unique anymore and I'm, I can't be better than you. And it's like, is it really about being better than or is it about like creating that synergy? I totally agree because you know, I mean, that's what the mind does. You know, the analytical mind and the ego breaks us all into thinking that we're individual egos to be protected. You know what I mean? Right. But underneath yeah. all that stuff, if you were to disintegrate that ego, you would see that we're all pretty much made of the same stuff. Yep. You know what I mean? It's so- it's hard. It's And, 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 and you know, it, that's like, it's perfect, right? I mean, and if if again, like I, I that's a hard, I think that's a hard thing for a lot of people to want to buy into. Yeah, and I, I, I'm a big advocate of that. Um, and I just feel like I feel like people need to be. I think they need to be more open. Uh, they just I feel like people need to be a little bit more open. It all yeah, they need to be open because it all stems from um. People are all closed off because of their, and I include myself in this, which I'm trying to work on, but like in your attachments, like you're glued to your attachments. Sure. Yeah. You have these attachments even about yourself. Like I'm attached to being this perceived this way. I'm attached to my apartment in New yeah. York City. Yeah. And like, you know, when, you, when you're going against people with different attachments than you and you yeah. all are attached, then you get this separateness. You know, you get this divide because you're all just clinging onto your version of reality without really understanding reality in general. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's Rea- a shared problem. reality. Yeah. You know, and I was talking about the you last time when we got coffee. Yep. I was like, you know, people really don't. I, I've just noticed that like, you know, all right, this is I didn't make up this analogy, but I heard it somewhere. Uh, that two people walk down, me and you walk down a street. You are scared because you're just you're you're, you're it's an unfamiliar street. You don't you don't you, maybe you're a nervous guy, yeah. and I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. So when you walk down the street, all you see is people trying to rob you, and you're scared, and you and you see that, and all I see is restaurants, and we both walk down the same street. You know what I mean? But but our reality was totally different because we both wanted different things from the street. So I, I'm gonna I want to bring this back to something that we were talking about before. Yeah. Uh, which is you know, people you know we were talking about this like the crises that we had in school. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Crises like plural. Right. 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 And um, and I have more stories. I'm sure you have more stories too. Like th- this, Tons. This, this, <laughs> this is this is stuff that defined the way that we thought about the world at that time and still to this day. Right. Yeah. But like taking, uh those experiences and choosing in some sense to remain conscious of them that's difficult and i and and 
I think it's in some ways it's easier when you, when you confront them in the moment mm-hmm. when they're happening. In some ways it's more difficult. In some yeah. ways it's easier to think about it later. In some ways it's more difficult to think about it later. Right. Um, but being willing to confront those situations and then being able to have a conversation about it, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like is so big because then you start to realize, oh, I'm not the only person that's had this kind of experience. Yeah. And that's yep. and and people, you know. So true. I could so, not agree it's, more. It sounds basic, but it's but not. it's not. Yeah, but it's, it's not, not obvious to people. When you start, I, so one of the things I've started doing in my thirties is just telling people kind of like what I'm struggling with. Yeah. You know, whereas I think in your twenties, you're kind of like, oh, I got, I've got to have it all figured out, and we're all in competition in yeah. some weird way to like be better than each other. And yeah. um, but now I'm just kind of like, you know what I'm dealing with, man. I'm thinking about like, you know, I, I feel like maybe like less like you know i have imposter syndrome because of this thing or i feel less than and like people will always be like dude i feel that you know like like every time you talk to somebody and then you you really break down the barriers when you just are people are just open about how like we're, we are yeah. all kind of feeling the same stuff yeah you know we're, we're human beings have characteristics that are just uniquely human being characteristics yeah. just like you'd look at anything you know what i mean so it's like it's like you think your problems are so significant and so original and they're just absolutely and they're not. not and 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 <laughs> and, and you know yeah, just just realizing that that this shit has happened before. Yeah, it happens again, and that you know, I think there's two components to it. One is like the positive element to it, where you're like, this happened to me, and it makes me special. Yeah, and then the 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 kind of inverse of that, where it's like, this is horrible, and I'm the only person who's ever experienced this. Yeah. Now, granted, there are certain experiences that are more unusual than others, mm-hmm. but I feel like even for people that have been through really unusual stuff. And I don't, again, like even a lot of my very unusual experiences, other people have experienced them. Yeah. Right. Like other people have gone through, I know other people have gone through them because I've been through those experiences with other people. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, but I think, I think a big thing in, in regard to that is, um, being, being willing to give up that idea that, that, you're the only person that can experience something like that yeah. and being willing to buy into the fact that we are stronger when we recognize that our experiences, even if like, even if something that's happened to me is very different than something that's happened to you, yeah. that the emotions that we experienced and the, and, and the mindset that we were in and the mindset that that created in particular, mm-hmm. as in who we are now, were very much informed by those kinds of experiences. So you don't have to have the same experience as somebody. Right. You know, but, but you do have to buy into the fact that your experience is you're not the only one to ever have gone through something like that. Yeah, you're not unique. And you're not unique. <laughs> and, you know, you need you need to recognize that um, there is there is there is a lot of power in recognizing that about yourself. Exactly. The the, the it's freedom really when you begin yeah. to let go. Yeah. Like I said, of the attachments that you have. That's when you're really fucking free, and then you can really like kind of like really be swimming in the dance with everybody Although, else. I want to contest something. I yeah. I wouldn't say that it doesn't make you unique. I would say I would say people's experiences aren't unique. Yeah. I would say that because we all have different compositions of experiences at different times, and we have different personalities and different ways of perceiving them. Yeah. That the cumulative effort of those experiences is unique. No, I agree. I I don't mean to say people aren't unique either. Yeah. I actually agree with that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like you can be every single one of us is unique. It's every single thing that's ever happened in the universe led to this moment of us being these unique individuals. Yeah. But I, I what I'm trying to say is like underneath that, um, the, the the secret sauce, like your ingredients that make you up, make you you. Yeah. 
but those ingredients are shit. Like we can, it's like making a stew, like you yeah. know what I mean. Different flavors of things, like yeah. built, but but we're all consisting of the same materials. That's kind of what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, I yeah. I think yeah. the output might be different. Sorry, I just I, yeah, yeah. I I guess my fear is people would be like, "You're not special, Max." <laughs> I'm sorry, no one told you that. <laughs> oh my god! No, trust me, I was told that. I trust you. I was definitely told that. Uh, people were like, "By the way, you're not that special." And I'd be like, "I'd be like, I think I'm kind of special." And I kept, I held. You know how long I've held on to that? And like, they're like, "I feel kind of special." Yeah. Like, I, you know, but, but on, I, I think on that note, right, is that like, yeah, the, a lot of the things that we experience are not unique things, but no. like, but the belief that like for some reason that we're doing something different with them yeah that's a huge motivating factor for me sure. i mean i just i just feel like i feel like you like and i mean like you just generally yeah, like yeah. The, the, just the greater the you. greater you yeah um you know we talked about this last time we were talking about creativity stuff like you really have to believe in yourself i will say update on that because yeah. we, we we didn't say anything yeah. so I, <laughs> we didn't talk about anything about anything well, no yeah, we yeah. talked about like past stuff yeah, like, which, yeah, is, yeah. which is cool but yeah, yeah. you know I'm i joking. i just want to you know for anybody who listened last time to our conversation that's right and you're back um i'm back um, but Andrew was so cool and he's been such a supportive person in my writing and actually reads my work, which is like <laughs> such a, like a nice thing when somebody you're friends with actually enjoys what you do, which is like, I, I just, appreciate I, that, I, I just, I really appreciate that. No, I, I love reading your writing, except I haven't read your latest yet, which I'm beating myself no, up it's over. Fine. No, it's but fine. But everything else I've read. It's, I don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if you like it. It's kind of like a Stephen King story. No, I, I like Stephen King. Oh, you like Stephen King? I like reading it. You like reading it, but you don't like okay. watching it. Yeah. Um, but I will say, uh, cause, cause I'm hungry when I walk down the street. <laughs> So I, I just want to I want to uh, I want to say thank you again for having me on the show. No, thanks for being um, the first guest. Because no, but that was such a cool thing too because it was my first publication. We've known each other for uh, seven years. Seven years at this point, almost seven years. <laughs> yeah. uh, and um, you know, I was really concerned. I think I said something on that first that that first time we talked, and I was like, I was like, I hope I get another one, and I mm-hmm. I have two more now nice um and i just wanted to like thank you for being supportive because um you know i think there's i think i think it's a combination of things i think you really have to like believe that you have that like different outlook that people are gonna be like oh this is interesting and sometimes you know it's i I don't i know one of my fears my friends that i grew up with always used to make these jokes to me they're like they're like maybe you're just too ahead of your time dorfman you're gonna die and then you'll be famous my friend Mike, I grew up with, who's, who's a, like a, a wonderful person, always would make that fucking joke. Yeah, and part of me was like, "That's so funny," and part of me was like, "I'm gonna fucking kill you." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's how I feel about most of the things I interact with my friends. Yeah, but like, but you know, but I, but I, but I, you know, just as uh, I, it's, it was, it, it was a cool thing and an honor that you wanted to interview me about my writing. Ah, I, I appreciate it, man. I, the pleasure was all mine. I'm, I'm grateful that I know you and I know your writing and that I, uh, and I'm feel a lot of gratitude that I'm able to surround myself with people like this, like people like you. So, uh, that's, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my pleasure. And I'm, I'm honored that you came back on the podcast and continue to do this. So, uh, you know, Hey man, it. we gotta, we gotta, we gotta start doing some, some sketch comedy. Yeah. We'll bring it, we'll bring it together. <laughs> you know, I gotta keep, I gotta keep it rolling. We gotta keep doing more things for sure. Uh, we'll do some things together. We'll write some stuff, you know? Oh, well, I'm just, I'm going to pitch this. Uh, Cause I actually, I'm not sure any of this is going to make it into it. Cause it we're might. Just gonna, are you yeah. right? Okay. Might, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Andrew and I 
are making an awesome comedy. Yeah. We wrote a comedy. Yeah, we did. If, if anybody wants to take a look at the script and then maybe, you know, uh, get some producer credits. <laughs> yeah, you want to take a look at you it. You want to it's uh it was uh it was a uh, it's a it's a good movie. It's going to be really funny. Yeah. Yeah, we wrote our first script. Uh, I won't tell them what it's about, but it's called The Connoisseurs and we're looking for people to uh it's about people who love fast food. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we want we want some help producing it. So if anybody, what a pitch! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. What? That was your pitch? No, the people who love fast food. Oh yeah, <laughs> that could be like a sub. To th- that's great. No, yeah, I, could, yeah, I was because I kept trying to explain food. it to people, and I was like, I was like, no, it's like about fast food, but it's also about their lives. And people were like, okay, uh, no, it's about people who it's love people fast who love food. Fast food. Yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, no, I'm excited for the future, man. And I, I appreciate that you continue to come back on this podcast and, uh, maybe we'll do another one soon. And, and if I don't dress up as captain concussion anymore, maybe I'll remember <laughs> being here. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you have a great Halloween, man. And the ne- next time we talk, you know, hopefully, uh, Things are all right. Joe Biden's the president-elect, and everything yeah, will be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knock on wood, everybody. All right, man. I'll uh, I'll see you soon. All right, peace, bro. Bye. All right, folks. That was Max again. Thank you, Max Dorfman, for coming back on the Real People Pod. Get out and vote and watch Ancient Aliens too. They're coming back in 2021. It's going to be even worse than 2020. I'm just kidding. It's all going to be good. Bye. <laughs>